finished, actually working, actually stashed, actually hand dyed, which will probably be mixed into one of the other segments, actually attending, and a couple of reviews. So let's jump in, guys. Uh, it's been an exciting month of January for me in terms of my knitting. I've gotten a ton of stuff done. So I want to jump in with my January finished objects, which are all very exciting. The first thing that I finished in the month of January was my So Faded sweater. This is a fingering weight sweater that had been on my needles for a pretty solid amount of time. I made a few modifications to adjust the shaping. The pattern as written is probably a tiny bit short and a tiny bit fitted for my preferences. So I knit this pattern and adapted some A-line shaping from um, a Vera Valimaki pattern that I knit last year called Confetti. So Confetti is also a fingering weight long sleeve sweater, but it's A-line and it gives it just a really nice, comfortable fit. And then I also added a couple of inches of length, even over what my confetti sweater had been, just to keep it nice and comfy and kind of the type of thing that you could throw on over jeans or wear around the house over yoga pants. I have been super sticking to my words of the year, which I think I talked about last time, but instead of resolutions this year, I have two words that are kind of going to guide my decisions throughout this year and those are health and presence. So in November I joined a local yoga studio and I have been going nearly every day and doing an hour of yoga which is making a big difference in my life in many different ways. So I spend a lot of time in yoga pants these days or in like you know workout leggings kind of thing running back and forth to yoga class and this is the perfect sweater to throw on over that because it covers things <laughs> in a nice way. The yarns I used on this one were some hedgehog fibers in the colorway Bounce, which is a beautiful neon turquoise chartreuse black. And then I had a sock blank that the kids and I dyed last Easter with the East, leftover Easter egg dye, which is kind of a little tradition we started the last couple of years. The first year I used it to make my doodler shawl and I brought it with me on our trip to Hawaii and so there's just lots of memories kind of knitted up into that shawl which is awesome. This one is now knitted into this great little sweater that I'm sure I'll wear all the time. And then the third yarn was some Wonderland yarns in a Cheshire Cat color set I think that I had and I ended up buying an extra skein of it. So Wonderland yarns is the name of the yarn. I bought the big skein at Colorful Yarns down in Denver and it was good that I had the big monster skein and then the little minis because I ended up adding just a, a, even a second little mini color just to make the sleeves the length that I wanted because of the A-line shaping and the extra length I used up quite a bit of yarn. So it's a super comfy sweater. My fade is not as pretty as some of the other versions that I've seen and certainly not as some of the other versions that I've knit. Like I knit a Find Your Fade and a Free Your Fade for Knit Nosh. I knit a Free Your Fade with some Zen Garden minis that I got. I knit Find Your Fade with some beautiful turquoises. This one is probably the least attractive of my fades, just in the sense that it'll probably be more of a, you know, a weekend wear and around the house wear and off to yoga class wear than it would be like a sweater that I would wear to work. 
which is okay because you need those sweaters too. So I really enjoy it. I've worn it half, at least a half a dozen times already. And I think it's going to be uh, very much a wardrobe staple for me. I could see myself knitting another one, although I'm kind of looking for similar yet not quite the same as that to, to knit going forward. So that was the first thing. And I finished that up about the first week in January. And like I said, it's been in heavy rotation in my wardrobe already. The second thing that I finished was a sweater called The One. And so this is a bulky weight sweater. I think the last time I recorded, I was just casting it on or maybe just dyeing the yarn for it. But I ordered over the holidays from Knit Picks some of their Knit Picks Swish Bulky. So all of their bare colorways were on sale over the holidays, 20% off. So for $54, I think, I got 10 skeins of bulky weight yarn. So four of them I dyed with a silver gray, and then I speckled them. And I used the technique that I've used a couple of times, which was to put the dye powder in with table salt and mix that up really good and then pour that onto the yarn. I tried to make sure of a couple of things this time. Because it was bulky weight yarn, I felt like I could use kind of a lot and spread it out here and there. And then I made sure the water was very hot so that the dye would strike very quickly with those speckles. And the speckles are chartreuse and turquoise. And I think the color I used was fluorescent fuchsia. So bright pink, pinky purple maybe. Um, and those, it turned out really, really cute. The yarn is really pretty. Certainly differences in the, the various skeins but not in a way that is terrible. This is the same sort of thing where I have worn this sweater quite a bit already, but it's not dressy enough or attractive enough <laughs> to wear to work, but that's okay. I am very happy with how it turned out. I made a few modifications to this one as well. I definitely added some length to the body, and it's, again, the pattern is written... I think it was like nine inches from the underarm and then you do some garter stitch so that would be a, a quite cropped sweater and I just didn't think that would look good on me at all so I went quite a bit longer in the body and then I still had yarn left over and I thought you know what would be perfect would be to add sleeves so it's not designed to have more than just sort of a little maybe like a cap sleeve kind of thing and I just went all in and I knit wrist length sleeves on it and I think it turned out really cute one of the sleeves blocked up a little funny and feels a little bit roomier than the other so I may block that again and see if I can't uh, deal with that little inconsistency but other than that it's it's gonna get a lot of love in my wardrobe and I really liked that pattern it was a super fast knit I think this sweater took me I mean like four or five days it did not take long at all so that was a really fun one and I was very excited about it the next thing that I finished was a hat for a friend of mine. So I um, have a friend in Connecticut who is undergoing chemotherapy. Unfortunately, it's a, it's a story without a good outcome, um, but she is going through chemotherapy. She's being very brave. She was hoping to be able to do chemo that would not mean losing her hair again, and unfortunately, 
she had an allergic reaction to her chemo, so she was going to lose her hair pretty aggressively and have to do a much more aggressive treatment than she originally hoped. So she had put it on Facebook and said, get the hats ready. And I thought, well, there's not a lot I can do for this friend, but I can knit her a hat. So I ordered from Eat Sleep Knit some Juniper Moon Farm Nev. So this is a chain plied cotton yarn and it's worst weight Peruvian cotton, 222 yards in the skein. I had never used a chain plied yarn before. So I was a little bit nervous about that, but I decided to just jump in. And then I had trouble picking a color. I wanted something that would look good directly on skin, right? I think you think about that when somebody loses their hair, right? And they're gonna be wearing a hat and they don't have their hair. And the first color I had picked was there's a beautiful like berry pink called Grace, but she, having stage four cancer, she was very vocal in October about the differences in terms of where money goes when you buy pink things. Uh, and a lot of it apparently does not go to research for stage four. It goes for more traditional or more prevalent, I'm gonna say prevalent, cancers. So I did not wanna knit her a pink hat. So I picked out a color that's called Aruba Blue, and it's a very deep blue. Maybe it's a little of a more greenish blue than say more like a purple blue, but it was really pretty, and I was really excited to knit with it. I knit a hat that I had designed a couple years ago, so I lost a friend to cancer. Oh, it'll be four years this summer. Uh, and when she got sick, I knit her a, a hat. I knit it out of some Knit Picks organic cotton. And the pattern is on Ravelry. It's a free pattern. It's called the Hope Hat. And I, I like this hat for people going through chemo for a couple of reasons. It's got an adaptable band as you knit it. So the pattern is knit from a provisional cast on and the first thing you do is you knit a cabled band. And so you can knit that to any length you want because when someone doesn't have their hair, they may need a smaller size hat than they would with their hair. My friend has apparently a 24 inch head and so she needed a larger hat even though she doesn't have her hair. So I'm able to knit this pattern so that it fits exactly what somebody might need in terms of head circumference. And then from there, it's really quick. It's a simple cable. And then I knit up a little, I pick up stitches around the band and knit up a little and close the crown. And then I pick up stitches at the bottom of the band and I knit down a little and it's ribbed. And so it's a nice, fun knit. That picking up on either side of that cable band makes the cable lay nice and flat. Um, and it always makes me think of my friend, so that makes me happy too. I have another friend who I met through work who has recovered from breast cancer. She's a survivor. She I knit her the same hat out of the same yarn when she was sick, and she recently moved to cooler climbs and was going to the movies and needed a hat and grabbed mine and then got compliments on it while she was out and about in Austin, Texas. And so she was pinging me up to tell me how much she still loves her hat. And that made me feel very, very happy as well. The last one I finished today. So I have been wanting for a while to knit a pattern by Vera Valimaki called Dream Big. And it's this beautiful bulky wig sweater with a moss stitch background and then a simple 
cable running down the front. I have a couple of sets of bulky weight yarn and I just could never quite get the math to work out. I have some Madeline Tosh home that is not enough for a sweater. I have to kind of figure it out. So I was very excited because I knew that this was the perfect sweater for this yarn. I ended up using the glazing technique that I learned from the Sarah Air Craftsy class that I took probably coming up on a year and a half ago now. That's a really fun way of kind of layering colors onto the yarn. So I did a fluorescent fuchsia, which is a bright, bright, bright pink, and then an extreme blue, which if you could picture like neon cobalt blue, that's kind of what I would picture extreme blue as it's on its own, right? If you did it really, really saturated. So I layered the pink on first and then I followed the blue and I ended up with exactly what I was looking for, which was this gorgeous, gorgeous, super bright purple. And I'm really excited about it. So that's a, it was a very fun knit. I didn't have any issues. It took me a little bit of time to get a rhythm on the moss stitch. I don't knit moss stitch very frequently and it certainly requires, occasionally I would lose my place and I would have to count back, but I had an easy, the last time I tried moss stitch, I was probably a much more novice knitter and I, I was having trouble reading moss stitch, but once I got the hang of this, I didn't have any trouble at all. So I was pretty excited about it. I think it's stunning. I'm really excited. So it is in for a good soak right now and I can't wait. I'm hoping it'll dry. Actually, I'm sorry. I soaked it already. It's downstairs on the drying rack drying right now, and I'm hoping that I might be able to wear it on Sunday. So we'll see, fingers crossed. But those were my four finished projects, three sweaters in the month of January. So my knitting mojo is going super strong and it's, it's been really fun. The next thing I wanna talk about is actually working. So I have a couple of fun things on the needles. The first one is another sweater. This is a sweater that I cast on last winter, I'm embarrassed to say. So last January, Jonathan from MJ Yarns did a studio sale and he had sweater quantities of his Peruvian Dreams base that had been associated with like a wholesale order that fell through for whatever reason. So he was clearing those out at pretty much like cost and I got a sweater quantity of his Caspian, I don't want to say Caspian Dream, but I feel like that's too many dreams. Might be Caspian Sea colorway, which is blue, big surprise, in the Peruvian Dreams worsted base. So it's a mohair silk wool base, I believe. It's really soft. It's really, really pretty. And I immediately cast on this sweater called Heavenly, which is an Ankastrick pattern. It's just a really cute kind of sweatshirty pullover. It's got a little bit of A-line shaping. I will do a little bit even more than the pattern calls for, just for fun. And it's got a cute little eyelet detail at the collar and the hem, which I think is really sweet too. And it's just gonna be a really nice, comfy, wear anywhere kind of a sweater. It's coming out really nicely. I it took me longer than I thought it would to get to the point where I was dividing for the sleeves, but I've seen a couple of movies this month and I really wanted it for my movie knitting because the moss stitch was not something that I could do at all in the dark. And I try to always see as many of the best picture nominees as I can. I'm not doing so good this year in terms of some of them. Some of them, frankly, 
or not my style. So for example, Dunkirk makes me feel like I might have a panic attack. The movie Saving Private Ryan, I barely made it through the beginning of that movie. It was so stressful. And Dunkirk just kind of gives me that vibe of like, oof, this is going to be tragic and I don't want to watch it. So, so there were a couple that were not necessarily on my list, but this week we saw The Post, which is a Tom Hanks Meryl Streep movie about the Washington Post and the Pentagon Papers in Vietnam. It was great. I highly recommend it. And then we saw I, Tanya about Tanya Harding, and that was really, really quite good as well. I really enjoyed that a lot. So, so anyways, I had two nights of movie knitting, and... That was pretty exciting for me. So now I'm about eight inches, I think, last time I measured from the underarm on the body. So I'm getting there. I'm making some progress. I think I'll be able to knit quite a bit of that over the weekend. And it's compact enough that it, it I can jam it in my bag and it can be my bus knitting. So that works out pretty well, too. And uh, I'm enjoying the knit. It's Now it's just kind of easy and, easy and mindless, which is fantastic for me these days. So that's my main project on my needles, but I just cast on right before I started talking to you guys another project that I wanted to talk about. And that is I'm I'm using some bulky weight yarn. Are you sensing a theme? I'm using some bulky weight yarn and I'm using the general pattern and directions for the Free Your Fade shawl. So again, Free Your Fade is one of the Andrea Mowry patterns. It's designed for fingering weight yarn, but I have about a skein of my gorgeous, stunning purple left over, and then I got this review yarn, you guys, that I just thought I need to use them together because they're so perfect. So I got two skeins of a beautiful bulky weight yarn from Delicious Yarns. And so this was sent to me via the folks at Stitchcraft Marketing to review. And it was one of those, sometimes they'll send me these reviews and then you get to go and look and pick your color. And I had kind of forgotten what I picked. <laughs> and their, their colors are beautiful. There's a lot of, they're all different um like food things like sweets and frosting and two sweets and speckles and vanilla speckles and things like that. I think that this is just a sweets base. Again, it's their chunky weight yarn. There it is. I just found it online, you guys. But if you take a look at deliciousyarns.com, they, they're all stunning. And I opened this up and it's not turquoise. And I gasped a little when I saw it because it was so pretty. And so it's it's a pale gray base. There's certainly some white here too. And then little just bits of a hot pink that fades to a purple that's very similar to the purple that I dyed up myself. So it's really pretty. And I went around and around you guys about how best to use this bulky yarn again. So I have two skeins, 210 yards in total. And I thought I would walk through some of the things that I queued up while I was trying to decide what to do with it. There's a designer that had some very cute bolt cowl patterns, Laura Ayler. So there were several of hers. There was one called Castle Stone that's very simple that I liked quite a lot. There was another one by her that was called Bittersweet. Again, kind of just simple. This one looks like it's it's stockinette mixed with garter, and it's got a cute little detail on it. I found a couple that I think will be really good for when I have 
more than one color of yarn. But in the end, I decided that what would be fun would be to just play with making a shawl. I did find a shawl pattern on that was called the moon shawl, but I think that was a little narrow for what I wanted. And then there was one called water birch. And this is by Sylvia McFadden, who's a very talented Canadian designer. But I was going to be a little bit short. Like, this calls for 300 yards of yarn. And this particular pattern, I was not convinced would look cute if I tried to mess with colors. So then I thought, well, let me just pick a, a shawl and see what I can come up with. So I thought about um, shawl shape and then maybe messing around with the colors a little bit. So I thought about striping the colors or trying different things and I thought you know they just look so cute together I think they're going to make a really pretty fade boneyard was the other one I thought about so boneyard is one where there's kind of a differentiation of little like pearl rows against a, a knit background and I had knit mine out of yoth mini skeins and so it it lends itself really well to color changes but in the end I decided to just go with free your fade and I'm just going to kind of see how it turns out it's kind of fun because again it's bulky I'm knitting it on size 10 and a half needles US and I've just been talking to you guys for what like 20 minutes and it's already six inches long or something so I think it's going to be big and lush and squishy and I'm really excited about it. This yarn again delicious yarns um, on deliciousyarns.com very very nice yarn I'll talk about it a little bit more as I make as I make progress and actually have worked with the yarn for more than 20 minutes but it's very soft very very squishy I wanted to look up pricing for you guys too so the sweets base seems to run some of these are 32 and some of these are 34 dollars a skein um, but they are just stunning so I will bring you more details about this project as I make progress and I think it's going to be Awesome. I think I'm going to wear it all the time. So those are the things that are on my needles. The other thing that I am toying with a little bit is I saw on Instagram, and I apologize because I don't remember whose Instagram I saw it on. Somebody had done a pair of socks, and they basically did afterthought toes. And what that meant that they could do was start with a cuff and then knit a long tube and then end with a cuff. And then go back in and do basically afterthought toes, right? Like cut it. I know it's terrifying, but cut it ha exactly halfway. Do an afterthought toe and an afterthought heel. And then you could use up every single bitty bit of the yarn. So I have a sock that's been in the car that I started with some yarn from White Birch Fiber Arts that I bought at Stitches last year. And it's Gryffindor yarn. And I had knit Ben a sock head hat. And so he's got this little Gryffindor sock head hat that's very cute. And I wanted to try to knit him a pair of socks to go along with it. But they're going to be short socks. And his feet are growing like my children. Oh, my God, their feet. But their feet are growing like crazy. So they won't be, they'll probably be ankle socks on him. But I was trying to figure out, well, how exactly am I going to know without weighing or guessing or what, like when I'm ready to say this is the end of sock one and here's the beginning of sock two. But now if I just knit the whole thing as a long tube, get super brave, snip it. I mean, I'll have to save myself some for heels and toes, or I could do a contrasting heel and toe, and I'd be in good shape. So I'm going to experiment with that. I pulled it out today and was surprised how much I had actually done. I mean, it's probably 
don't know, like eight inches long, this little tube in my car. And I just hadn't worked on it in a while because I usually have a more interesting project along for the ride. And those are just sort of the in the console <laughs> socks in case I in case I get stuck and I need something to work on. So I'm gonna let those get into rotation a little bit and I may try that with a couple of different socks. I feel like what it would be particularly good for though, right, would be sock yarn leftovers where you know you can squeeze another pair out, especially if you get creative with heels and toes and you don't know exactly how much yarn you have left. So we'll see. I'm pretty excited about it. I think if I tried to do it with a pair of, like with a full thing, I would end up with knee socks. And I think I would need to do shaping in order to get knee socks to work. So I don't know that I'll try that. But I uh, I was pretty excited about this little experiment. And we will see how it turns out. Actually stashed. So I've talked about a couple of the things that I purchased this last time around. I wanted to talk about just a couple more. I am still receiving the Madeline Tosh Club yarns. The nice thing about that is, um, is that now it's like a perpetual <laughs> subscription. So on the one hand, I'm always getting yarn. Um, on the other hand, I do worry a little bit about it building up. But I had a couple that I got in the fall that were not maybe exactly my favorites. I'm sure they I will work them into something. I always am able to find something. But the last two have been really beautiful. So the December shipment I actually did not get until mid-January, but it's that work sock again. So now I have two skeins in two different colorways of work sock, which is the base that I used, and frankly I think it's more of a sport base. But it's the base that I used last year to do the Pearl Soho notched hem tank. And I think I want to knit two more. It was super fast. Like I knit it in like a week and a half. And I think if I knit two more, I could wear it under things in the winter. And then I could wear it in the summertime. The one is kind of brown. And this, this most recent one I got had a lot of white to it. And then just like stunning speckles. Purple and green. And kind of a Kelly green and a neon green and black. And I like it a lot. I don't have the colorway name with me. But anyways, I do think I'll knit up a couple more of those between now and the spring, I think those will be good work wardrobe additions. But then this week, the January yarn came, and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> it's a beautiful, you guessed it, it's turquoise. It's turquoise, but it's also got blacks and speckles of purple and hot pink, sections where it gets real light, sections where it gets really, really dark, um, and the colorway is called Across the Universe. So this one, I put pictures on my Instagram. There's a picture of the tag because one time I posted that club yarn and then somebody was like, spoilers, and I felt bad. So if you see on my Instagram a Madeline Tosh tag, swipe, and you'll see the, the actual pictures. But I want to try to figure out a sweater to work that into. And I'm, I've got a couple of ideas here. So I found this very cute sweater when I was stocking patterns the other day. And again, it's a it's a loose fitting fingering weight sweater. And so it is called Light Wave. It's by a designer called named Danny Sunshine, which is a fantastic name. And the way that this sweater is knit, it's one color at the top. Hers is a, a beautiful light gray. Then it kind of has a little bit of a chevroni lace pattern and then a second color at the bottom. It's got sort of a, I'm going to say a saddle detail on the sleeve and it does look like the sleeve 
picks up sort of midway down her bicep. So there's a little bit of the second color on that detail part on the sleeve, but I think this would be really cute with this beautiful blue. And then I'm trying to think about what color I could use for the top. I could either do a gray like they did, because it looks like it only uses one skein of the first color and then two skeins of the second color. So I also have in my stash, I have a couple of things that would work. I know I'm gonna have an extra skein of the Knit Nosh exclusive colorway from Colorful Eclectic. I have some knit stitch yarn that I think would go really nicely with this. I could do a gray, I have a gray Madeline Tosh, I think it is Twist Light in like whiskers, which is a beautiful gray. So I am obsessed with this pattern. And I am going to definitely think about that for this. It's in, a, it's in a pattern collection that is called I Will Absolutely Wear It, which is a charming name for a pattern collection. I'm just looking. This is 14 patterns. She's got a beautiful sweater here called Caramel Latte. Oh, I might be obsessed with this one, too. Oh, it's already my favorites. Look at that. That's a chunky. All right, well, check out Danny Sunshine. She seems to be... A new to me but exceptionally talented designer so that's kind of fun so there's that yarn and then I got another Madeline Tosh yarn eat sleep knit they always pull me in I'm in their 10k club sometimes I get like little heads up notes before the general population that they have stuff coming in and they seem to work very closely with Madeline Tosh and so they've done these before last time I delayed and then I missed out but they do these beautiful combinations of one-of-a-kind skeins so I think a lot of times it's like things that they're testing or maybe it's stuff that doesn't pass quality control I don't exactly know what, where these come from but they match them up into trios and things and then you can buy them from Eat Sleep Knit in limited quantities so I got one that was called Newsprint and so there is a skein of beautiful gorgeous dark gray maybe it leans a little blue and then a beautiful denim blue and then a white with black speckles and it's gorgeous and I think I'm gonna knit Exploration Station by Stephen West out of it so I have the West Knits Best Knits book that has Exploration Station on the front and I actually think based on the yardage I could potentially knit that and then also do some version of like a, a Hohe three or four color cowl and end up with something stunning. So that's where my head is at with that yarn, but it's it was too pretty to pass up and I had a little work stress this week and I fed my yarn habit <laughs> as a result. So that was, that was everything that I added to my stash. I wanted to do a couple of quick reviews and updates and things. I received for review a couple of bottles of Eucalyn um, delicate wash wool wash and I think I talked about this a little bit last time because I think it had just arrived they sent me two bottles one is the a large bottle in their grapefruit scent and then the other was an itty bitty like three ounce kind of travel size bottle in lavender and so with all of these finished objects this month I had an opportunity to really through its paces. I had the opportunity to really put that through its paces and really test it out. So I used it for the so faded sweater, the the one sweater, and I used it tonight for Dream Big. I think I've used the lavender twice and the grapefruit once. And I think it's really nice. I think it's a really nice 
amount of scent. It's not overpowering in terms of scent. I know sometimes people don't like a scented wool wash. I, I kind of like my laundry to smell fantastic. So I probably overdo it with the scents um, on my laundry, but I, I would give it a two thumbs up for sure. The Dream Big Sweater, again, I had quite a bit of dye in that, right, because I, I glaze dyed it, so it went through the dye pots with two different colors, both of which were quite saturated, and it certainly kicked loose a little bit of dye when I used it. I have noticed, like, for example, uh, one of the wool washes that I use a lot is the Allure Wool Wash from the folks at BJ Basin Ranch, and they... That yarn, that wash seems to always kick loose some dye. And that's not a criticism, but I do think potentially it's a little bit stronger than um, like a soap or something. So this one, again, kicked loose a little bit of dye. I had rinsed these skeins pretty well in cold water before I hung them up and skeined them. And so it was a good kind of test. There wasn't any loss when they were in the cold water bath, but there was a little loss when I soaked the sweater in the in the wash. So big thumbs up there. I just wanted to follow back up. I think last time I had talked about receiving it and I had done a preliminary review about liking the scents. Um, now I've worked with the product a couple of times and I would highly recommend it. I have some kookaburra wash that my husband gave me for Christmas too. He had ordered me those cute kits from Knit Picks and they, he needed something to, to get free shipping. So he ordered me some of that wool wash. So I'll do a quick review of that at some point too and just let you guys know how I think that one performs in comparison to these others. That brings me to a couple things about it, a couple of books. I'm pretty excited, you guys, because I pre-ordered through Fancy Tiger a copy of West Knit's Best Knits 2, which is his sweaters book. And I have to say that really slowly because when I was on the phone with the nice lady... At, at Fancy Tiger Day, I couldn't pronounce it, and I kept getting all tongue-tied. But I've been really excited about Westnet's Best Knits 2. I own the first one. I got it at the class I took with Stephen West over the summer, and I there were a couple of things in here that I really wanted to knit already, so I'm very excited to get a couple of these things on my needles. I looked into the pre-order that was exclusively through Stephen and Penelope, and I just couldn't justify the shipping cost. The shipping cost was almost as much as the book. So I've been stalking and waiting and going a little bit, you know, like nuts trying to figure out where was I going to be able to get this. So I was very excited that it was finally um, available somewhere local. So I called them the other day and I didn't know when they'd get it in. And then I really think it was only like a day or two. And they called me back and said, oh, it's here. And do you want to come down and pick it up? And then I was like, well, no, I'm not going to be at work for several days. So I, I have them shipping it to me. So I'm very excited about that one. I was going to just talk a little bit about the things that I thought I might knit from it. So there are several great patterns. I think maybe not all of them are on Ravelry yet. I think some of them at the moment are exclusive to the book. But there was a great little sweater that he had with him when I took his class and it's called Penguono. I'm probably butchering that name. But I think it's supposed to be a combination of the words penguin and kimono. So maybe it is. Um, it, it just looks like a really comfy kind of throw on. Again, throw on over your yoga clothes. I think it's worsted weight held double. So very fun kind of a knit. 
parachute -y. I may actually already own that pattern, but parachute -y is one that I've been wanting to do for quite a long time. And so that one's in there. The Marled Magic Sweater, that's the one that I cast on after his class. But now there's a new, I think it's called Marled Madness, Marled something else. And that one is in the book as well. And it's a little more refined, I guess, is what I would say. And I may rip out what I had done for the one in the class and just repurpose that yarn to make the other sweater. There's also leggings. I don't know if you guys have seen the Stephen West leggings. I don't know that I will knit myself any leggings, but I love them very much. Um, and they're really cool. And then the Excuse Me sweater, which is really cute. I think that's brioche but that might be a fun thing to play with and there's one called amazing technicolor which again looks like a great way to like use some minis you kind of end up with this boxy cropped adorable sweater it's got a lot of texture which is really cool so I'm pretty excited about it I I like the first West Knits Best Knits book quite a lot I felt like it was a great value for what I got and I am looking forward to digging into this one as well. Oh, here it is. Yeah. Um, the Amazing Technicolor Dream Sweater, Enchanted Mesa, Kanga Rollover. That one is really cute too. That one is not pictured on Ravelry, but I'm excited about that. Kanga Rorts, which is shorts. That will not be coming off my needles. The Marled Magic Sweater, Parachute, Penguono, and then some Excuse Me things, and then um, something called Watch Your Back, which again, there's not a picture of, but as soon as I get it, I will dig in a little bit more. And I had talked last time about this cute book, but I didn't have it in front of me, and I felt like I did kind of a like a lame review of this book I bought myself for Christmas. So this was Alternate by Andrea Rangel, and so this is a stitch dictionary. It's modern knitting motifs, and I talked about it a little bit just in terms of you know, my newfound enjoyment of color work. And I wanted to point out a couple more things that I really like. There's a really great section in here about, you know, how to hold yarn, whether you knit English or continental. It talks about managing your floats. And then it talks about color dominance, which is something that I didn't necessarily really understand. And so I read that section the other day. I thought it was really good. I think I already talked about the fact that it discusses steaks and that I am going to try to be brave this year and perhaps knit something with a steak. And then again, I just walked myself the other day uh, when I'm bored or stressed or tired. I just like to flip through this book. It's just a lot of fun to look at all of the various motifs. So again, there's a bunch of sort of neat floral things. There's one called sin buns. Um, and they're just very interesting. There's one here called Dark Mirror that's very pretty. Then there were all these cute ones that were different, like animals and things. I'm flipping to that section right now. But I could really see myself finding applications for these various things. And she does have a whole section here about how to take these and apply the patterns from the book to you know, a garment or a shawl or something like that that you'd want to do. So like they have monkeys, caribou, squirrels, hands, bears, dogs, frogs, puppies, cactus, anchors, spiders, paw prints. Um, there's one called Hoot and it has little owls. There's robots. There's one that says cake or death <laughs> and it has like a grim reaper and a cake. 
And then there's one that's called Mask Bandit, and it is a raccoon in a trash can. I'm not sure there's a lot of practical applications for some of these, but they're very cool. There's geckos, and there's a couple of different motifs of bikes. So there's one that's little, and then there's one that is bigger. I'm a sucker for a bike thing. I'm totally knitting a bike something. Rocket ships, ponies. So all sorts of really fun things. And I also think it would, could help you, like, okay, so maybe... I don't know, maybe you want some sort of an animal or something she doesn't have. I think it would make you feel brave that you could design your own little motif. So then there are patterns, and literally I want to knit them all. The first one is called the Bikey Beanie, and I am definitely knitting that. I grabbed some Tosh out of my stash and a Freya fingering, and I just haven't cast it on yet. Maybe Actually, maybe I did cast it on, but I haven't gotten very far. But I thought that would look really cute with the gradient, and I'm definitely knitting myself a bike hat. There's a pair of mittens called the Deep Ocean Mittens. And these are definitely done in a gradient on a white background, but it's fingering weight yarn. And I have some Knit Picks Chroma in fingering weight that I think would look really cute with these. And they're beautiful mittens. They're so pretty. Different pattern on the palm than on the hand, which is really cute. So I'm pretty excited about those. Then there's this Helix cowl. Stunning. It says this cowl offers serious drama with simple construction. And it really is just in the round. It's not difficult. It doesn't look like a difficult one at all, but the stitch pattern is gorgeous. And I just feel like that would be a really quick color work project that I would get a ton of wear out of and would love a lot. And then she has a skull and bones pullover. So this is a worsted weight pullover, but it has, hers has a skull and bones motif. So I'm going to play around. So I'm to see. This. So the skull is an 18 stitch repeat. I'm going to see if I can quickly find the bikes. One of them I think is a 13 stitch and the big one is 23. So I wonder if I can make the math work so that I could figure out how to make the bikes work. 13 versus 18. Either way I guess I have, I have five stitches difference to either side but I I feel like I might be able to play with this, the stitch count. And then she's even got a little motif on the sleeves. And on hers, it's like a little, you know, one line of color and then some just individual stitches. But I feel like if I did on the yoke, if I did the big bikes and then on the sleeves, if I did the little bikes, I might never wear anything else. <laughs> so I am very excited about this book. And I didn't feel like I did it justice last time, but I would definitely recommend checking it out. Again, I believe I will knit all of the patterns in this book and and then additionally use the stitch dictionary it's an interweave publication again it's called alternate stitch dictionary by andrea wrangle and it retails for 26.99 although i believe you can amazon it for less so i wanted to just circle back to that and and give you guys a better review so the last thing i wanted to cover today guys was that i have a couple of events coming up the first one i just found out about but it turns out that Jonathan from MJ Yarns is moving <laughs> to Seattle. And I'm excited for him. It sounds like he's got some pretty... I haven't actually spoken to him, but it sounds like from, from what I've gleaned from Facebook that he's got some pretty fun things planned there. He may be selling yarn at Pike Place Market, which is so cool. And so on Saturday, February 10th, 10 o'clock in the morning, he's having a moving sale. And the Red Label Yarns... Just hold on to your hats, guys, because the red label yarns are going to be 30% off, and his black label yarns are going to be 50% off. So this girl is going to that yarn sale. 
for sure. Um, I've always been a big fan of Jonathan's, and I love his stuff. And that kind of, he also says he's got like test skeins and cone ends and partial skeins at unheard of discounts. So just stuff that he doesn't want to ship and move and things like that. It's from 10 to 2, Saturday the 10th. You can find it on Facebook. Um, it's at his studio in Lafayette. So it's all the best to Jonathan. I'm sure that we will stay in touch, but I'm excited for his new adventure and also for big discounts on his gorgeous yarn. The other thing that I'm looking forward to is Interweave Yarn Fest. So it's starting to feel like that's right around the corner. I went back and forth about whether I wanted to go back out and cash in my miles and hotel points and things like that and go back to stitches this year. And I decided since I missed Yarn Fest last year, I would I would stick closer to home and do that as well. But I, I am very excited. So this is April 12th to the 15th. This is at the Embassy Suites Hotel in Loveland, Colorado. Loveland's just north of me. And I wanted to talk about a few of the exhibitors that I'm excited about seeing in the marketplace because I don't intend to take a class, although the classes are great. And I have taken classes a couple of years in the past. The barmaids will be here. So that is exciting. I saw them at Stitches last year and I am excited about stocking up on some of their stuff. They have fantastic chapstick. And so if you guys are interested in that, um, Canon Hand Dyes, she came the first year and I if she may have been here last year because I didn't go, but I don't think she's been back. So she's back this year, and I'm very excited about that because I really enjoy her stuff. She does great things with minis. She does great self-stripings. Front Range Bags, they are local, but I actually discovered them at Stitches last year, and I have a beautiful Force Awakens bag that I got from them, and very well constructed, very clever, a couple of little features that I really like. So that's one worth checking out for sure. It says here that MJ will be there. So I'm assuming that Jonathan is going to either stay through Yarnfest or come back for Yarnfest or something. Hopefully he'll be there. My sister Knits will have a booth this year, which I don't recall them doing in the past. Longmont Yarn Shop always has a booth and they always do something fun. So definitely check them out. There's some pretty neat needles here. Glass pens. So these are glass knitting needles. Circular glass needles. These are kind of neat. So that's a company called Michael and Sheila Ernst Fine Crafted Glass. Sincere Sheep. They're always great. I always pick up a few things from them. And let's see what were the others. Oh, for the first time, White Birch Fiber Arts. And again, I might be wrong because they might have come last year, but I saw them at Stitches. They are definitely um, on my budget list for this year. And Western Sky Knits, I always like to see their stuff in person because that's always a lot of fun. So let me know if you're going to come to Yarnfest. I'm going to try to get a group of local people together for, I don't know, dinner or drinks or something. I feel like I know a lot more knitters than I did the last time I went. And I'm excited to hang out with people in our backyard, at our backyard knitting event this year. So that's, again, Interweave Yarn Fest, April 12th to the 15th at the Embassy Suites in Loveland, Colorado. And that'll do it for this time, you guys. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. I hope that your January is going well. I know it's been a lot colder in a lot of the parts of the U.S. than it has been here in Colorado. So I hope everybody's staying warm and staying safe and enjoying all those hand knits that you get to wear when the weather is chilly. 
Until next time, you guys, thanks again for hanging out. Happy knitting, and I'll talk to you soon.